Hello there, and welcome to the Lady in Disguise podcast. Our practical talks are merely to be an encouragement and help to you in your Christian walk with the Lord. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode on Lady in Disguise podcast. My name is Laura Moore. And I'm Elizabeth Moore. We wanted to wish you all a happy new year. Cannot believe it's already 2024. Wow, the years have been going by very quickly. My mom and I were thinking over the years about family and how much our family has grown in these past several years. And so in this episode, we would like to talk about specifically a mother-daughter relationship that my mom and I have actually built and different things that we have done in order to uh, make that relationship strong. A big thing is, is when the girls were little, Catherine and Laura, I, I was looking toward the future and I was seeing that they, I wanted them to be my best friends when they became an adult. And as they were little children, of course, it was all teaching. Everything became a, a teaching moment. Even I remember one time when it was my birthday and they said, we want something. We want something, mommy. We want something. And I said, no, this is mama's birthday. This is the time for mama to have presence and to be able to do what she would like to do. So we did that as um, my husband and I when, when the girls were little. But specifically, I was thinking of the girls someday. I won't be teaching them anymore. It will, the training years will be over. And now I want a friend. And when I think about a friend, I guess I'm going back a little bit. I was thinking of um, 1 Samuel chapter 18 through 20. And this is the Jonathan and David relationship. And one of the big things in studying those passages is that they were knit at the heart. They weren't relatives, so to say, but they were knit because of loyalty. Um, actually, Jonathan was supposed to be the king. And David was the one that was chosen to be the king. And Jonathan stripped himself of his royal garments and he gave it to David. Jonathan, Jonathan protecting David. Um, Saul, of course, was after his life. And I also think about how that when they were friends, they cared for one another. They shared things with one another. You know, that's exactly how a family relationship is. We are to protect each other. And we're within the four walls sharing things, but only the family is the one to know those things. Um, we, we don't put ourselves above our other family member. When they achieve something in life, we root them on. When they weep, we weep. When they succeed, we are their cheerleaders. And I remember when the girls were little, that's what I always wanted to do. I wanted to be in their corner. When they went through a hard time, I wanted to be there on the bed listening to what that was, that they're going through a hard time. But I want to share this, mothers. <laughs> Don't be a smother mother. A smother mother is somebody that's always on top of your child, and you won't let them breathe. You won't let them have a friend outside of the family. You won't let them um, be themselves. You dictate and you control their life. That's wrong. The whole thing is, is that you want them to be a mature adult thriving on their own. Think in your mind as you hold your little baby, young mother, that is going to be a mother someday. That is going to be a wife someday. You are the example. 
you are the setting the stage for this young child, this young baby, and as that baby is a toddler and they get into their junior high years, you got to stay firm. You've got to have balance in your life, but you have to stay firm because when you change and become somebody else, that little child doesn't understand that. How is their foundation and their security so shaken in their life? It's because you, mother, have changed. Do we ever go back on the Lord? No. We always grow in the Lord. We always become stronger in the Lord. Jesus says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. I will never change. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. And ladies, that's how we have to be. We have to be that stable one. Many times it is the mother in the home <laughs> that keeps the home going. The mother is the, the, the pillar, the strong one, because she's the decorator. She's the homemaker. She's the lover of the children. Although Laura will say, along with Catherine, that I wasn't a very good nurse. Pull yourself together. Come on, keep going. I wasn't very compassionate. Their father more was more that way. But really, when you think about it, we have to have strong women. We need to have strong women. And so we need to keep it we need to keep them going. We don't want them to be we want them to be more pioneer stock, so to say. Because uh, you never know. You never know what down the road they're gonna face and what they're going to have as a challenge. So that's what I remember my mother doing. She never let me go. She always was concerned about what was going on. And I will say that's how it flipped. This lady in disguise came about because I was going through a hard time and Laura came alongside and had said, Mom, what's the matter? What's going on? I had disguised myself, but I had learned that you can't disguise yourself very long with your family especially when it's a close-knit family, a family that really cares about each other. Remember I said you weep with those that weep and you rejoice with those that rejoice? Well, I was going through a weepy time and Laura came alongside and I realized it just flipped. She is an adult and she saw the need within the home and she took charge of it and she said, Mom, I'm not going to let you go. We're going to talk this through and we did. We talked it through. Restoration came. No, we're not perfect here in our house. But I will say we have a strong bond and we never let somebody hang in. We always are rallying around each other, listening and cheering each other on. Sometimes when uh, somebody will ask me how my home is, I usually tell them, well, we're very open. My parents know my heart. They know everything about me. And sometimes I almost think that they don't believe me when I say that. But they do know everything. And this didn't happen when I was little. This never happened when I was, you know, a toddler or a, a small child or even a pre-teenager. It really happened when I was a teenager and so many things changed and emotions were just all over the place, definitely. Sometimes I think that girls are absolutely crazy and messed up, but <laughs> that was me. <laughs> and just so many things went wrong and I always thought everyone was against me and I went through that phase and I went through the phase where I was embarrassed of my parents and my family and oh dear, so many phases that my mother has <laughs> graciously stuck, stuck, stuck it out with me. But 
I remember just opening up to my parents and it was such a freeing time just talking about different things I had done behind their back and I was just very open and honest and I just remember from that point on I feel like that's when our home changed not even just there but I think as Catherine and I were teenagers our home began became more open because my parents realized that we could take you know some more serious conversations and we began to talk about sermons and about the Bible we had always talked about the Bible but we we went a little bit deeper now and on our way home from messages or uh, on our way home from people's houses, I mean, you could just name any incident. We'd always be talking about it and everyone would be chatting away and we'd either listen to mom or dad or mom and dad would be quiet, would ask us and we would we would share. And then I remember one thing that really opened me up personally was when my mom would open up about her, like she would share things that she was thinking or going through. And then it caused me to want to share to her what I was thinking and what I was going through. And I think just over the past few years, it's it's become more and more stronger. And even I would say this past year, 2023, I think my mom and I's relationship even grew even more. We're very open and honest in our home and we do share what we think. And, and we let people have bad days sometimes, even though we come to that person and say, okay, what's wrong? We're very sarcastic in our home, okay? We're very, we can just be ourselves in our home. There's never a, a time where we have to feel like we have to be somebody else. And so I, I guess I would say to teenagers, maybe young girls who have mothers, just be open and honest with them. Maybe they're not open and honest to you, but you can be open and honest to them and maybe they'll be open and honest to you. And and I would flip that as well to you mothers maybe who are wanting desperately to know your daughter's heart. I can say as a daughter, no, there's there's many other different character qualities and other different kind of girls. But for me, I had to hear from my mom her heart in order for me to let her know my heart. Well, I know too, Laura, that you and I are very open people. So when we go to bed or we go and we have a need on our, our mind, and we didn't discuss it or get it off of our chest, then that's where the sleepless night, maybe. And so I was thinking, too, of how when we go through a hard time together, it bonds you closer together. And I'm thinking of different situations. We had a move. We... Um, different things that happened within our time and as we discuss that and as we work through it together we bonded closer together because of the situation that we had or we were forced to be together even right now I'm thinking of these podcasts we had to discuss the different topics that we have had here and it's actually knit our hearts closer together and another thing is prayer another thing is example I think I mentioned that already but we had to be a spiritual example to one another. It's not a one-sided thing. I need to study my Bible, but you do too. Laura, you need to study your Bible because if I keep telling you the scripture, but you're not praying and seeing God actually answer that in your life, then what I have as my vertical relationship with God doesn't mean anything to you until you see it for yourself. And that is really what 
your dad and I wanted for you girls to have that love relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we talked through things and as we heard your answers of what you gave back to us, that's how we knew where your heart was, really. And time told us where it was also. Because I'm thinking of the book of James, and when you study the book of James, it's saying that you have faith, but it's your works. It's what you show in your life of really who you are. The choices that you chose to go to different places. The choices that you chose to wear certain things that you wear. The choices that you have for your friends. We were not smothering you, but we were guiding you and wanting to hold your hand along the way because you weren't an adult then. And as an adult, you have to make your own decisions and we still don't want you to fall flat on your face. We want you to succeed and, and, and keep blossoming and growing in, in the Lord. But that's what we were doing all along. That's the secret right there. We were guiding you. Okay, we were throwing out the line and seeing where you were at, and we were reeling you back in. But we were wanting you to make choices and decisions on your own, but we still were right there alongside cheering you on and encouraging you to go down the right path because we never, we never will let you go. Well, I will beat your door down, Laura, and Catherine's door. I will never let you go. You're too precious to us, too precious especially to me. And now that I've had a, a friendship with you, I will never let you lose that friendship with me. I will always be there alongside of you, cheering you on in this life's journey until God calls me out of this world. Because I love you and I care about you. And God gave me those precious little girls, those precious little treasures years and years ago. But I still have to pray for you. I still have to be that example. And I still have to be that encouragement. Because it's not just your generation, Lord willing, as God gives you a family down the road. It's that generation that still needs to succeed on for the Lord Jesus Christ. And it has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with me at all. But by the grace of God and through prayer and through uh, helping and encouraging, that's how. Because the Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he was old... When he is old, he will not depart from it. It really, truly comes down to that. I think of the Bible, and I think, how come it skipped a generation? How come we have a wonderful father? I was even listening the other day of, of Samuel and Eli and, and their generations. And then it got into the kings, of course, and all of that that we have within the kings. And we have a good king. And then the son was not a good king. Why? Why are we having such trouble down the road with, with our children not keeping strong to the Lord Jesus Christ? Why? Why? Why is that happening? The answer really is because it's individual. It's individual. In their life, they have to see God so real. So, like we said in the last episode, the heavens open and you see God on his throne. 
king of this universe, Lord of your life. That's why we've lost our kids, because they haven't seen God real. Maybe mothers in your life. Maybe it was that you need to go back and maybe say you're sorry for something. I know that many times I had to say to the girls, I'm sorry, because I flubbed up. I failed. I didn't do right, but I, honestly, Laura can vouch I did come back and say I was sorry. And you know, she said she was sorry to me too. Well, I remember talking with you, Mom, the other day about my relationship with God and so many things I would always say I would eventually do or I would eventually have a relationship with God when I did this. or, And I've realized in the past year that I have to have a relationship with God right now. I have to build that relationship with my parents and my family right now. My sister. It's got to be right now. Because when I build that relationship with God, I'll never lose that then. When I have a home and a family someday and a husband and children, I'll still have that relationship with God. And when I learn to work with my own family and learn to be open with my own family, and learn to be kind and and caring and loving with my own family, then I'll know that I can be that way with my my family someday down the road. And I guess that's just something recently I've been thinking of and that I really want in my life, especially for this year, 2024. I, I want that to be in my life. I want to have a relationship with God and my family now. I don't want to wait down the road because life is short. I want to be old someday and think I had a good relationship with my parents. I had a good relationship with my family. I want to be able to look back and, and know that I did, I did do my best with God's help by God's grace. It is all, it is all God's grace. It, it, it is all God. It is nothing that I have done or even my parents have done. <laughs> Mom and I were talking about that yesterday too. We do talk a lot, but we, we were talking about that too. You know, it's nothing my parents did because I told my mom, I said, you know, there's been a lot of homes that have been seemingly good, but yet their kids didn't turn out. Why? And it's just, you know, it's just the grace of God. And so I, I really, I appreciate, I appreciate you, mama. And I appreciate daddy for teaching me the things, making me an adult and it is scary to be an adult. <laughs> it is it isn't fun because there's a lot of decisions and a lot of things that I have to make, but I'll always have my parents and I will always have the Lord. So then what would you say, mom, to somebody who maybe has a teenage daughter and they don't know how to get through to them? What would you say for them to do? Maybe they they haven't done this since they were little and built that relationship. What do they do now? What what can they do? Grab a banana. <laughs> grab a banana and open it up and sit down and listen many many times I know I've talked to you and and then your ear <laughs> went deaf but when I started listening the relationship built stronger I remember those days I think everyone has had a mother like that where you ask them something or maybe there's something you did and they will have you sit down for a talk and it'll be maybe a half an hour to an hour before you have left 
at the first, you know, few minutes of it, it's really good. And you're just like, wow, that's so good. Thank you, mom. But then it just keeps going on and on and on. <laughs> and it's like, okay, <laughs> I get it now, mama. But no, it, it still is very helpful. Still is good. Now I cut her off and <laughs> tell her everything for hours and hours. But but it's true. When you're chewing a banana, you can't talk at the same time. No. So you've got to start listening so if you don't like bananas, you better start liking them because... What about an apple? <laughs> <laughs> but really it is. It, you can always start a relationship with somebody. Don't ever let it... Don't let it seem like it's impossible. Yeah, don't give up on it. Don't don't just give up and say, well, it's a lost cause because it no, nothing's a lost cause and nothing is impossible. So as we're thinking about the mother-daughter relationship... And as we're thinking about what we can do to keep it going, my mind is drawn to 1 Corinthians 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And it goes on the passage to talk about charity. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. And it goes on to say, really, and now abideth faith, hope, charity, and these three, but the greatest of these is charity. In a mother-daughter relationship, in a relationship with whomever you want to have, the main thing is charity, love. Behind every strong relationship, you think of the Lord Jesus Christ. He loved me first. But now I have to show love. I hold that precious baby in my arms and I show all kinds of love. But when that little baby does something wrong and I have to discipline, I still have love behind it. And as that child grows up and as that child became an adult and as that child makes decisions in their life, maybe sometimes they're not the same that I would choose. But I still love that child. I still love that daughter. I still love them. And so my guidance and my direction is all based on love. And the relationship that I have and the relationship I want to keep, it has to bear all things. It has to hope all things, believe all things. And it endures through the time that God allows us together because there's a love Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Lady in Disguise. Always remember that you were created for a unique purpose by a merciful, loving God. We'll look forward to speaking to you in the next episode.